Welcome back to the Bloodthirsty Pugs podcast. I am your host, Dustin Scott, and today we got the whole crew. Everyone's here, and this episode is actually a continuation of last week's episode. So last week when we sat down and talked, we were just having a good time, and we just kept talking and talking. And so this is a continuation of that because we ended up talking more about you know, when, when our life does get overwhelming, like with Aaron, for example, with a newborn and all these things, how do we put it back together? How do we, what's our plan for making things better? How do we fix it? How do we get back on top? Here we go. Solitude in your wizardry. Yeah. Oh Um, God, me know it. Funny. I know already. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's, that's not you just, um, you know, creating this statement of strength that I don't do push-ups. I push the earth down. The reality, the scientific reality is you actually do. Some bumblebees do, uh, they do fly and we know how. Yeah, we do. We we know how now. Got it. I appreciate that. I mean, egos, we are, as we all know, be fed. (laughs) Some less than others. (laughs) Now Aaron's but got, nobody bites the hand that feeds. <laughs> now Aaron can say that even more because he's there's. You can say I push the earth down and it's fully believe prove it. it. Yep, there's got truth behind it now. So <laughs> where's where's your science, nerd? You know, Aaron, I gotta I gotta give you some props, man. Um, we did a we had a teacher training today at school and his professional development. I need it. And we did this thing called the R factor, and. As the guy was getting ready to say it, I knew what he was going to say. And I was like, I already know this. Aaron and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. But he said that he said, believe it or not, everybody does not have this internal need to be right and to be agreed with. Like, even though it seems like it and everyone gets freaked out on social media about this stuff, it's actually not an internal intrinsic need to be right and to be agreed with. What everybody does have, the internal intrinsic need that every person has is to be understood and to be heard. And that is what Aaron and I have been talking about. It's the game we play all the time. Everybody wants to be known. It's, it's, it's so funny that Aaron has kind of discovered this and his, he's the school of the streets, you know, like he learned, he kind of picked that up. And now I've got this professional guy coming and telling us the same thing. People want to be known. They want you to ask questions. He also said, Aaron, and you'll love this, that the person who asks the most questions is the one controlling the conversation. So when you're talking to somebody and you're asking the questions, think about it. You're in control because you're like, well, how does that make you feel? What else are you interested in? Are they not going to answer it? Are yeah. they not going to answer it? I mean, technically, so it's it goes on the whole control. like egocentric, self-understood, self, right? It, nobody stops ask, answering questions you ask about them. Unless it's too personal. Like they like to be discovered. It's, it's like, funny because you What's your could, favorite hobby? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? You could go to, it's so funny, Aaron, because how you phrase it, you could go to a person and say, tell me your favorite hobby. And they might be like, nah, dude, I'm not, you know, you can't make me do what to do. But if you went up to somebody and said, Hey man, what's, what's your favorite hobby? What are you into? They're going to answer right away. Like, because they think that you want to understand them and they want to be understood. But if you're trying to tell them that, then they're not, you know, they're not going to bow. So it's the questioning. If you put a question mark, I'm Ron Burgundy, I put you in control. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. D. I like that. It's, it's been hard, uh, human psychology, but it's, it's the most, uh, it's the, it's a chess. It's the, if you don't play chess, I don't play chess, but I want to play chess because I talked about chess, but I think it's the chess of life, man, people. Um, I, uh, you gotta know each, each piece, each, each word, each question you ask, it's a tactical move, uh, for you to win. Like 
And the cool part is, what's winning? You help them discover themselves, and uh, they love you for it. I know how to play chess, and my seven-year-old son is better at it than me. He beats me. Then you're doing a good job. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can't wait. No, I mean, that's... uh. Oh, also, Dustin, to that point, I, like, my mom or somebody, like, I may come across dismissive, like, you'll tell me something, like, like whatever, whatever. It, I don't know if it's, if it can be pride or narcissism, it's always a, always a constant, I'm working on that, but I realized something, it's because I already know it, doesn't mean I'm not a student, doesn't mean I don't want to be ta- taught. It just means I might not be a hanging out the right, right person or see where I'm going. Like, cause I can hang around somebody super, super smart and dude, they'll tell me stuff and I'll, I'll do no, no BS. I shut up and I listen. But when I already know it, like, or I know enough about talk about it. You, you may already know it, but do you consider what value there might be in hearing the information from somebody else's point of view. Maybe they can give you something from a different angle that you haven't thought about before. That is so true. Um, when it comes to family, a little harder. When it comes to friends and new people, a little easier, I'll say. Hey, I, yeah, can, fam- I can add to that fam- too. Fam- Sorry, um, at that develop- professional training thing today, he was talking about, and in, in a golf coach was talking about or focused reps and how you can go do a thousand reps of swinging your nine iron or whatever. Um, but that those thousand reps are useless if they're not focused reps. Like if you're just swinging and swinging and swinging, like it's kind of just wasted. But if you're, every time you swing, you're thinking about, ah, I curved it to the left that time. I wonder if I can try to curve it to the right this time where I wonder if I can, did I hit it that far last time? Like every single rep. So maybe my body connection. Yeah. So maybe for you, Aaron, even if you know the stuff already, you're getting more reps. And if you focus on what they're saying, maybe you can focus reps. Maybe you can learn a little tidbit here on the side. The the problem is my ADD. It's like speed dating. Wait, wait, no, no. I I already know. Okay. Move on. Like, or tell me something different. Like (laughs) something fresh. I already know. I already know what you're, what? Yeah. Like tell me something different, something new. So, Dustin, you may know this, you're a teacher, but I learned this in educational psychology. So, they've done research studies in psychology, and we've learned that the most retention occurs in the average human being during the first 30 minutes of a session. Doesn't matter whether it's athletics or studying or whatever it is, the first 30 minutes and the last. 30 minutes. So if you spend 10 hours in a row practicing piano, like I did in college, most of that's wasteful, except for the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes. So really, is that why teachers, they have um, in the beginning objectives. So you get to see what's the point of learning, like what's the topics. And then they have it towards the end, the summary. Okay, objectives. Did we meet those? Or is that the, all right, totally. Well, that's more to do with lesson planning and making, that's, lesson planning keeps the teacher on track. That's what that's for. <laughs> but there's, there is something there though, because um, 
there, there's some more research out there. Um, and again, I don't know where this is or it could be false, but, um, the idea is a person, well, a kid, cause I don't know what it changes, but like basically a kid can only focus for the amount of minutes as their age. So when I'm working with freshmen and sophomores, I got 15 year olds in there. I'm only going to lecture them or teach them for about 15 minutes before I need to switch to something else because their attention span is literally 15 minutes after that. They're thinking yeah. about squirrels and stuff. That is an educational psychology concept. Try teaching kindergartners, bro. Oh yeah. That's why. So I, <laughs> and Aaron, you might use this. You might want to use this. So um, when I give Odin a Please. timeout, Any- he's, he's six years old. So his timeouts are six you minutes time out long. His age. Yeah. Because he can only focus for six minutes. Anything beyond six minutes is kind of wasted. It's not like he can think about what he's done. His attention span is gone. All right. The true suffering happens are- in those six minutes. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this and ride that. Ready? All right. How old are you? I'm six years, six years old or six years young. Okay. Six body squats, six pushups, right? <laughs> six minutes timeout. Six, 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 six. Like, how old are you? 21? All right, 21 body squats. <laughs> have, this, have this nerd jump on your back. Squat with him. Okay, 21. Let's you, go. You can get those squats and push-ups going more than that, though, because I got Odin doing three by five and push-ups, three by five squats, and he's at the point now where he's adding weight, so <laughs> you could get that going so- mm. sooner. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so with teachers, though, I mean, like, that's why, like you said, Aaron, they want to 15 minutes, introduce it. Here's what we're talking about. Here's a brief overview. And then a different activity of 15, 20 minutes, ideally where the kids are actually learning themselves. Um, it's this big problem with education nowadays. If you think about right now, all of us in this room, when we want to learn something, it's because we're intrinsically motivated to learn it. Like when I wanted to learn how to grease my mower the other day, I read the manual because I was trying to find the info because I wanted to do it and the manual wasn't good enough. So I went to a different resource and found YouTube and then YouTube wasn't good enough. So I went to a different resource and then I found out how to do it and I did it. And we want to try to create that within kids. And unfortunately public education is not really set up to, uh, to do that. (laughs) No one's intrinsically Mm -hmm. motivated for Pythagorean's theorem. I am. (laughs) That's because was that a square plus B square equals C square. Nice job, Aaron. Nailed it. (laughs) He's shocked. (laughs) The silence from AC is because he is stunned at himself. (laughs) Dusted off the cobwebs on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. Welcome to the dark side. (laughs) I have no idea what that means. Right? It's like, yeah, that's the title of the book. Well, no, it only works ben, on right don't chronicles. go into it. Let it go. Nope. Talk about it later. We'll all, talk. All, all, I was, all I was gonna say is that it has to do with trig- trigonometry. That's all I was gonna say. It, has, it only works with right sector. <laughs> Mr. V. <laughs> Perpendicular bisector. I got I got a surgeon who is like a, a math like he's a he's a he finds math a, to be a hobby of his. He likes math likes geometry so i keep thinking about this <laughs> he's tough and i mentioned pythagorean theory theory theorems uh theory whatever <laughs> i was like that was my one rep that's it guys he can explain it but he can't pronounce it <laughs> yeah uh, there's gaps guys there's gaps. <laughs> there's gaps also 
Fun fact about Pythagoras, he was also the one to discover that if you hold a string taut between two points and you pluck it, it produces a certain tone. And if you divide that string in half, it produces a tone one octave higher. So he was the first one to discover ratios in musical tones. Pythagoras did? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? This Pythagoras (laughs) guy, he's all right. I think he invented the game, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Al Gore, I can't remember. Pythag. What? (laughs) (laughs) I love how Keith... Keith just has this way of slipping jokes in where only one of us will catch on. Yeah. But you got to listen. You got to listen to the podcast yeah. back. I, I miss it. And I'm sitting right yeah. beside him. <laughs> uh, I was like, I explained the Pythagoras thing and he was like, well, it was either Pythagoras or Al Gore. I don't know which one. <laughs> I still don't get it. But, uh, no, I said, I said Pythagoras also invented the internet. And then I said, well, it was either him or Al Gore. Oh. I can't remember which one. See, I didn't even catch the whole joke. <laughs> None of us caught it, still, but we knew uh, it was funny. And it was, it was still funny. <laughs> funny thing is, we did it to you, Keith, and you, and you hit the curveballs, dude. Like, because you, you have your story when, you know, when you get to speak once in the century. And you'll have that, uh, like, you'll still be able to hit those balls that we, those curveballs we throw at you. <laughs> I love Keith, because he, he just... <laughs> He just he just slides these little things in there, and sometimes very, very it even slippery. takes a moment to register. Yep. Sensor, 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 Aaron, sensor, Aaron, sensor, sensor, Aaron, 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 sensor, sensor. I don't have my PG thirteen sign. Uh, no, like yeah. this is me saying what I want to say, so I'm censoring myself. Yeah. Sensor, Aaron, sensor, beep, sensor. Beep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? <laughs> Everybody else can figure that out. Keith just slides in there and Aaron has to censor himself. Uh, anyway, so that's why I was saying before, I've said it a few times, like Keith, you're like, I forget what example I used the other day. Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Yeah. Like if, I mean, like you don't notice that you're there, but you definitely notice if you're not there. Like if you're not here, it's very noticeable because all of a sudden you don't have somebody sliding in there with those smooth jokes, Al Gore jokes. <laughs> quips. <laughs> quips. Sticky quips. The night is not complete so, with hey, an Al Gore so, joke. <laughs> so Dustin, ask me this question. Like, okay, Aaron. Aaron. How are you gonna get yourself out of this? Yeah. What's your plan? Tell us a story. Hey, you're listening to Foresight 5050 by our band, Monsters in the Mirror. If you like what you're hearing, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, and other streaming platforms. We got the whole album on there. And also, if you like the recording quality of what you're hearing, we recorded it at Jackson Recordings, which is Vince's recording studio. So if you're in the market to get something recorded, definitely check him out. He's on Facebook. Let's listen to a little bit more. What's my, 
What's my plan? It's very simple. Take your own advice. Um, do the things that you've been doing for, for a very long time. Do the things that you know. That's it. And just do it. Are you uh, gonna, regardless of how you feel? First off, it's a perfect time for that Shia LaBeouf quote. Just do it. I'll, I actually I'll put, saw that. I'll put that clip in here. I think I showed you that, Aaron, last time you're here. Just do it. Um, I, I'm surprised uh, Nike didn't get a hold of him because that was their biggest thing. Just do it. You oh, know, yeah. that was a Nike slogan thing. So, like, did they buy that off him? He they endorse him. Anyways, go back to your probably point. not. I think he went off the deep end right after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's back. <laughs> he's back. Um, are Thanks you? Are are you reorganizing your life? Do you have to make any sacrifices? Like, what do you got to do to take, or is it purely like you have the time, you're just choosing not to do it? Oh, you know what this is? Oh, <laughs> here's what this is. It sucks right now. You're 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 doing your t- eight rep max, right? And you're like, this sucks, right? I'm into high reps right now and it's burning like hell, baby. All oh, the fire's hot. Stoke that fire. It's hot. Lactic uh, acid. Lactic acid, dude. Tear it up, put a knife in my chest and cut it sideways. Like, I didn't like endure. Endure. Like I, I feel like the endure. one thing I feel like the one thing Aaron has that we don't though is Aaron. Don't you I, dare I, say the G word. <laughs> I don't even didn't even know what you were referring to there. But anyway, <laughs> jeans. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. In fact, I was going to compliment you again. Okay. Um, um, he's, had, he's had enough of those vents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never, never. It's never enough. Never, never enough. What I was going to say is that Aaron has worked so hard for so long and so much more consistently than any of the rest of us have. And you've already built so much so there's a lot at stake for you like if you let yourself go there's a lot more at stake for you than there is for me or there is for keith or for justin yeah keith me and dustin like i think you guys would all agree we're all overweight okay um but aaron you've since since eighth grade you put determination into this you were curling dumb. You were taking dumbbells over to your friends' houses for sleepovers, and curling dumbbells like, like having conversations like with your friends, hanging out, playing video games. You're in the corner of the room just doing curls, like from eighth grade on, and you devoted this time and effort, and you built yourself physically into the man that you are today. So for you, there's a lot at stake because. If you let that go to crap, then you haven't just wasted a few months like maybe Dustin and I have. You've wasted 20 years of hard work <laughs> and no effort. No pressure. Yeah. Well, you know what? I built this, right? You I built, built this. You built it. You did. You built it so you can fix it. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I am the master puppet, right? I am the grand designer. Well, uh, Keith, uh, nerd in here. Um, what do you, uh, you're the game designer, the, the engine, uh, the Tron. Come on, Tron. What's Keith? Come on. I like how Aaron just what, what named, about names random, random nerd things. Like, uh, what do you want to know about Tron? Star Trek. Uh, Star Wars. 
Is there anything coming to you? <laughs> Alien, Alien Covenant, you got anything yet? <laughs> and Keith just does like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love all of those. Oh. Yeah. Um, what do you next here, Tron? We went to the nerds. Tron, soundtrack by Daft Punk and Hans Zimmer. Amazing soundtrack, movies not so great. No, the thieves flip it around like, now I think I'm the nerd because I love Hans Zimmer. I love all the soundtracks like Batman, uh, Troy, uh, uh, Star Stargates with uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Star Starlight, uh, yeah, Interstellar, Interstellar, yes, yeah, Stargate, sorry, Stargate, Star, uh, Kurt Russell, and James Spader. Stardust was another one. I, Let's Charlie I think Cox Keith. And Claire Danes. I think Keith might be a bigger movie buff than Aaron. What do you think he does all day? That's saying something. <laughs> Ouch. Just just different movies. Not in the war uh, movies, but pretty much anything wa- else. I think you watch something different. Uh, hey, Keith, we'll find we'll forget this real quick. Uh let, let me see your left and right arm. Specifically in this area. Here, so right here. what was the point that Aaron was trying to make when he was trying to get Keith to Oh, we're talking about Aaron <laughs> rebuilding himself and being a master architect. <laughs> you want the matrix? Yeah, maybe. The I don't Matrix know. has an architect. That might be what he's talking about. I don't know, but yeah, and possibly. Yeah, no, yeah. But but on oh, a serious note, though, Aaron, from my diagnosis for you as your friend who like sees your life and everything, is I do think that you've overcommitted yourself. I think you've uh, spread yourself too thin, like uh, not enough butter spread over too much bread. That was a Bilbo Baggins reference. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, but I do think that for you to oh, get yourself totally in do. balance, you got to figure out how to uncommit or how to, you know, there's some, there's so some things, things you got to work less on. <laughs> my father, my father said something to me and it was so simple because sometimes when things get so complicated, you have to really simplify it. My dad says, you are too busy for a two year old. And I, I realized something like when he said it, like I have so many uh, irons in the fire um, that even when one of those come um, to success, I'm so preoccupied, I can't even celebrate their victory. That's, like a, that's like a knife in the chest to hear that, isn't it? I, I, I like, just like, like in the band, like, I'd be so focused on the next show, next show, like, dude, look at the show right now, like, there's there's two thousand people, like enjoy right now. Enjoy your son right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm just uh, that's that is a um a discipline. I I got the van off the blocks. I met my I met all of my deadlines. Where's that touchdown? Where's that thirty thousand crowd cheer? Uh, thirty thousand out of Brown's uh Brown Stadium. Um, where's that uh, you know. When it comes to kids, and I have the oldest kid out of all of you guys, so there's only a small window of their life where you, as their parent, are their number one. Like, you're their everything. What year do you think that is? And I, I don't know. Don't. I'm, it varies from kid to kid, but you, usually, usually by nine or ten, they start... Um, interacting more with their peers at school and getting more influence from friends. By the time they're a teenager, then they really are trying to separate themselves from you and form their own identity because they've formed abstract thinking. By the time they reach adolescence, 
educational psychology, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, you got from, from now until they're about 10. And so if, if Leo's two, you got about eight solid years and sounds like a long time, but it goes by fast. Sam's going to turn eight this Sunday. Here's my problem. And I really need you guys' help on this. I'll say it, and then the floor is yours. Like, you're right, that, that time frame. You, once it's gone, right, you don't get it back. But narcissistically, selfishly, and vulnerably, I say this. Like, it's the same with my life. I'm only 34. Once. Like, I'm develop my, developing myself as a man. Like, I can only give what I possess. I, I got to be able to hand down what I have. I, I feel like with my father, he was trying to teach me my youth and I disregarded like I'm trying to be that man at the same time, at the same time, trying to be that father. Playing catch up. I am. I'm a race against time. I've never had a higher sense of impending doom, like that my time is limited, like than now. Just make sure you have your priorities straight. What comes first? Yeah, and here's how you know. All right, Aaron, fine. Ah, I got kids, man. I got my wife. I got all the strain. I can't do what I want to do. All right, fine. You finally get your wish. You get to do those things. All right, do those things, but now you lost your family. Would you still keep those things that you so asked for? Or? I also, what I was thinking when you were just talking is that if you disregarded it when your dad was trying to teach you, there's a good chance that Leo's going to disregard it when you try to teach him. So wouldn't it be, make more sense to invest your time with Leo during this time since he's just going to disregard all that knowledge that you're trying to acquire anyway? Like, I mean, you're still going to acquire that knowledge and he's still going to come to learn that knowledge when he's ready and in his time. But like, you, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to spend all this time, sacrifice the, the crucial 10 years with Leo <clears throat> and then, all right, I finally got it. I've got everything I'm ready to give to him. And then he's just like, ah, I'm sorry. I got to go hang out with my friends because I'm 15 and I don't really care about my parents anymore. <laughs> You're right about that. I'm going to uh, pump, pump what's the go- brakes. What's going to haunt me is uh, I do. I think you're probably thinking like I think, Aaron, like what I'm doing is building a future for them. So like when Odin is like, dad, will you, will you come play a game with me? I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. I can't. I'm trying to do this. Whatever I'm doing, I, I always have it in my mind. Like this is, I'm doing something for your future here. Like, sorry, buddy. I'm trying to fix the 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 mower. Or I'm trying to fix the garage thing so that you can have a future where this is done. And or sorry, buddy. I'm trying to build a barn so we can have cows so that you can eat in the future. But thank you. Also, I'm like I Dustin. Don't, I don't want to be fo- uh. so focused on the end that I missed what's happening now. So. I think what's going to haunt me is in, in 10 years when he's older and he doesn't really want to hang out with me anymore. I'm going to hear those words echoing in my head. Dad, will you please play a video game with me? Will you please play a game with me? And I'm like, no son, sorry. I got to do, Oh, I'm going to cry when that day comes. You know what? I just, I just got blessed with something that just totally the fire that I had burning is just now doused, like just totally taken out. Kids help you be a kid again. Like, hey, dad, we play video games. When we were kids, we didn't have all those responsibilities, right? Video games were awesome, right? 
your mind wasn't so like, dude, right now as an adult, you don't have time for video games, right? Of all the adult things you have to do. But guess what? The kids remind you what it, what it is to be a kid again. I, I get the opportunity to be a kid again. And I get to live through them. Not like at a football game. No, no. I get to fly a kite. I get to go fishing. I get to go camping. I get to go go-kart racing. I get to go paintballing. I get to go, right? Again. That's a good point. One more time. One Very more good time. Point. I also it's think, all about balance. I also think, Aaron, like, I mean, what's the difference between now and 18 years from now? It's not like you're going to, what, you're not going to have, you're going to have trouble getting up and up and down off the ground. Like, nah, you're going to be working out. I don't care if you're 50 or if you're 30, you're still going to be getting up and down and squatting and bench pressing. All As long as you take care of yourself, you'll be still, you'll still be spry. It goes back to what Vince said, man, about priorities. You, you got to have the priorities and, you know, and those priorities shift, right? Like in this moment right now, this is a priority, but you know what? That can quickly change. Mm-hmm. My son can have a meltdown. Now, just because you have priorities, that doesn't mean you can't do any of the things you want to do. Um, I had a family once and guess what? Back in that day, I had a recording studio then too. Do you think I was re having clients over every weekend back then? Like I was now when I had an infant, when I had an infant son and I had a woman that I was financially and emotionally supporting. No, I wasn't spending anywhere near as much time on music back then because I was raising a, a baby. And was the pool there though? I was supporting a household. But did I get, you know, once a week, did I get to have a studio night? Yeah. Because I made that time for myself and I communicated it clearly. And I said, okay, Friday nights is like studio night. I want to have just one night to myself to 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 make music and stuff. And so you can have what you want. Um, it's just about balance. It's like you said in the past. Time Aaron, management. T- t- yeah, time management and then being present in those moments. I think that's huge. Like, you know, make it when when you are with Leo, you better be wrestling with him and like just having a great time. Like your phone should be like in the garage somewhere. Like, you know, make make those moments count because one hour of awesome quality time with Leo is better than four hours of just crap time, you know? And to my honor, dude, I'm not on my phone. I'm not. I, I'm just, I just can't. I, I'm restless. I cannot stop. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, e- even if I, even if it didn't work out, there's no way I could be fat for all the stuff that I do. There's no way. I move too much. <sighs> it's impossible. Dude, it's funny you're saying like, that. You rub off on me in this way because last night, oh gosh, I can't believe I did this. Um, I don't remember what, it was like six o'clock. So I still had like, an hour or so before we had to get the kids ready. And I was sitting on the couch and Holly snuggled up to me and she was just like laying on me, snuggled with me, just enjoying being together. And I was like, all right, I got to go. And she's like, what? No, come on, stay here. And I was like, I, I, I'm, I can't, I can't sit still. Like it's killing me sitting still right stop. now. And now in retrospect, hearing you say it, I'm like, dang it. That's me too. And that's not okay to walk away from my family so I can go work. <laughs> at at the same time Dustin Aaron this is your break this is your time like like no no what you thought in your mind was you thought you knew what a break was and that wasn't it it wasn't for me like no no this is your break 
When your son wants to watch Toy Story for the 50th time, that's the time when you do your yoga. That's the time when you stretch. That's the time when you do your planks. That's the time when you do your sit-ups and you have them on your back. But that's the time when you stroke his hair. That's <laughs> like you do. You, know, you say, all right, fine. Make the most of it. Like if this, if this is like. <laughs> so. Before COVID. I used to take. <laughs> I used to take Sam to this place <laughs> called Jungle Junction in Bellevue. And it's like three massive stories of this giant jungle gym that's just padded and there's like thousands of nerf balls and there's like nerf ball cannons like stations like in all the different floors and there's a fountain in the middle that where you put a bunch of nerf balls in you press a button and they, they fly up and there's pipes that deliver nerf balls from like the ground floor the top floor and there's like manna from heaven all these different twirly slides and so they let the kids in but the adults are allowed to go in too to like play with their kids. So um, every once in a while, I used to take him there. And, you know, I haven't been in really great shape for, for several years now. So but when you're having fun, I'd go in there, I'd spend three hours. And by the time like we were done, dude, I was panting. He was panting. We were both red in the face. And I was like, man, if I did this every day, I'd be in great shape. And not only would it be in great shape, but I'd spend all kinds of quality time with my kid because uh, he he would he would love to come here every day. Like I was like, man, this is that is the definition of a win win. Like I'm running around, I'm cr I'm I'm sliding down these tiny little slides that are meant for children. You know, like <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I'm cha chasing him like through this jungle gym and I'm trying to climb up you all these get me. You can't get me little platforms and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, I'm getting a good workout. Like I'm wearing myself out, but at the same time I am having an awesome time with my son. Like how, how much more of a win-win can you get than that? Yep. That's awesome. I was washing <laughs> dishes and my son was attempting to help me. I was like, Oh, 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 I'm onto something big here. <laughs> Odin helped me wash the car the other day and I was teaching him I was teaching him what you taught me Aaron <laughs> what this is how like you taught me how to properly wash a car so I was like alright here this is how we gotta do it buddy and I kind of walked him through like don't let that sponge touch the ground because any grit that it picks up you're rubbing into the paint you know <laughs> I, I, I learned another concept too Aaron like always learn how to do something the right way and then you can choose how right you do something from there forward, but at least know how to do it the right way. Like you taught me the Say right that again, D. Say it again. <laughs> learn, learn how to do something the right way. But then in the future, when you do it, you can choose how right you actually do it, but at least have the knowledge of it so that you can be informed. Cause like, cause you taught well, me how to do that with my civic, the right way to wash a car. And there's like a huge science behind it that like not everyone will care about, but like, there's a lot that goes into it and maintaining like a ceramic coat and like all this stuff and watching out for sediment Preach. and all this stuff. Like Preach. Aaron taught me every detail of that. And it took us like two hours to clean my little Honda civic. But then I learned the right way to do it. So then when I'm doing it, I didn't do it the same way that we did it. That Aaron taught me, but I came close. I did at least half of that. I knew the right way to did it, to do it. And then I decided how much of that to include. So I realized that's kind of a good epiphany. Like, 
if at least if you know the right way to do it, then you can choose how right you're going to do it. <laughs> hey, Keith, Keith, let's parallel this to Vince. Trump. Vince, you're, when you're in, when you're in, what? Trump. He what? said Tron. <laughs> Tron. All right, I'm calling you Tron from now on. Tron. Hey, Tron. All right, if you started it. Vince, when you're in the lair, right? You got all these tracks. You don't have a master yet, right? But if you lose focus of the detail and the subtles, each track, right? Each signal chain, right? But you already know in your mind, if you give that discipline and you stay focused, you know what the outcome's going to be. Now, it's far away. That is, a, that is a, 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 find a, a name for that. But to the car that you're detailing, right? The amount of detail you put in, the tunnel vision, right? Then when you finally zoom back and you look at that car and you look at that album and you look at that song, you're like, oh, wow. That's just process, bro. You know your process. I think, and the big concept that I was trying to get across, another way of putting it is like, learn how to do it right so that you know, so that you're in charge of what corners you're going to cut. Like, so at the end, you know, like if I, if I know how to properly paint my wall and to not have any streaks and really make it look good, and then I choose to cut corners and do a certain way at the end, you know, I knew what I was doing. I made informed decisions. It wasn't like, I just didn't know. And I did a crappy job. It was, I knowingly did a crappy job, whatever. I chose to make that to save two hours or whatever it is. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> the fact that I, lo- I know just a little bit about cars now like hey what's that noise ah that's no problem we'll be just fine anybody else like what are we doing like freaking out freaking out right i know ironically like you, you hear that you hear that like what's that noise wait uh we're good we gotta stop like i, I worked that out dustin but, <laughs> so, but what, I, what i'm saying is like you learn truly what you can get away with <laughs> i gotta stop my clients in the tracks all the time because we'll be tracking recording they'll be like let me hear that back like and then they're like, oh, the, the, the rhythm guitars, they need to come up a little bit. I'm like, like, whoa, whoa <laughs> easy there, Sally. Easy. Whoa. We're not there yet. We're tracking. <laughs> <laughs> Expectation <laughs> center. Reality check. Yeah. Not even close to, to mixing. What you need to do is you need to have a big fish bowl. Like, have a fish in it. And you have this big picture. And you're like, okay, artist, this is your, your, your enthusiasm tank. This is your creative tank, right? I'm going to take this huge picture when you say something stupid, right? And want to go rabbit trail. I'm going to take this big picture. I'm going to take a lot of water out of this creative tank that you, that's in your brain. And I'm going to pour it on the ground. Like, no, we, we can't, can't waste your executive function. We can't waste your best decisions, your creative <laughs> thought. Don't waste your thinking on that. Use it for something else. I like that. I have a, a lot, good idea. I have a lot of fun <laughs> with my clients because uh, I'm noticed. I'm noticed being a very amiable, easygoing, friendly, non-confrontational guy. Like that's you're a Nazi in the studio. Yeah, but when I'm in the studio, I just I don't know. I just snap into this mode. And you I scolded go, me. I just go. Me. I just go. I just go. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> like, uh, so do what you just did right there, except for play it good. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it the same way. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, I don't know what the difference is between me and Aaron. Maybe it's just because Vince knows me and how to relate to me or whatever. But I love like I love being in the studio with Vince because, I mean, you've never had to give me any harsh criticism. It's always just like, oh, yeah, 
your voice is very well controlled. Now just control it up another note or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, believe it or not, uh, whoever's listening from, from Monsters in the Mirror, there was a time I, I was not prepared and, and Dustin Scott was. And dude, he took it like, uh, uh, what is it? Hindsight 2024, Sight 5050. Uh, oh, yeah. Hindsight 5050. Our best song. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Just stole it. I listened forever. Sorry, but just killed it. I'm just making. Yeah, that. I had to kick, a, had to kick Aaron out of my studio for losing myself. Lose. Well, he lost me. <laughs> this is my my ego trip. There's a reason why the ad that plays in the middle of one of these episodes, every one of these episodes, is that song where it's me singing the whole time because I love it. I'm so proud of it. It sounds so good. Vince, you did awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, of course. And it, like, not the rabbit trail. It's the, uh, it's what I expected. And, and I sucks when I say it because it's, <laughs> here's another AC quote, which I don't like to say, which I don't like to be repeated, which I don't want you to remember, but just happens. <laughs> when, when you find yourself getting really, really good, be very scared, very careful, because that's when it's going to fall apart. <laughs> but take, take great care. Like, what is it, Vince? Kalahari, man. Things are tight. Things are booming, booming, man. Leading the wake. Eat the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already committed to falling apart. Like, going down the drain, circling it, flush it yourself. Big turd, just flush. Yeah. <laughs> like, <sighs> well, guys, I'm going to have to uh, call it a night. It's running late, but hey, uh, I think we probably got enough time. We got enough content here for I think two whole episodes, so we can get a little ahead of the game. Plus, we really transitioned and talked about a whole different topic for that last like thirty minutes. So, love it. But yeah, yeah it is approaching my if bedtime. You are, if you're well, at all of our bedtime, right? Because uh, we make our best <laughs> decisions in the morning and we make our worst <laughs> decisions at night. I, uh, yes, and you're listening to this and you exist and you're actually hearing this let us know that you're alive and just even if you don't like it like vince has a a, a buddy of his mike murphy and he literally like butchers all of our songs he comments like i can't stand this but the crazy part is <laughs> i love hearing his opinions i laugh at him like like <laughs> they're the best he said hey and uh uh <laughs> never Crack, mind cracks me up he <laughs> We recorded, we recorded anger. He said that Aaron sounded like an angsty 15 year old boy. <laughs> like he's like, he's like, what is that crap? He's like, anger. Alice. Alice. to my chest. <laughs> and what's funny is that we did that. We did that intentionally. Like Aaron tried to sound that way and then he made fun of it. <laughs> <laughs>